How do I write a post chorus? What even is a post chorus? What is it for? Why do we write a post chorus? Is it going to make my song better? Is it going to make it worse? Does it even matter? Maybe it has no effect on my song at all. And how do I know when to write them? And what is a good post chorus versus maybe when I shouldn't write a post chorus or what makes a bad post chorus? We're going to talk about all of that right now. friend. Welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. Glad you could join us today, whether you are on YouTube watching this or if you are listening via podcast. Either way, happy to have you today. And we're going to talk about post-choruses, something that's been super popularized in pop music, but largely hasn't really infiltrated other genres, at least not yet. So we're going to talk about post-choruses, where they fit in the world, why you maybe should or shouldn't have them, and uh, we're going to start with the purpose of a post-chorus. So as we did with the pre-chorus, sometimes you just have to think of the name, right? So what does the name indicate? Well, it's post-chorus, right? Just like a pre-chorus which we said sort of belonged to the chorus and is it's not a post verse, right? It's a pre-chorus. So in a similar way, this is not a pre-verse because it leads into the next verse. It's a post-chorus. Its responsibility is to the chorus. And I would say overall, if we were to really water it down, the purpose of a post-chorus is to add a bonus addition to your chorus. So it's sort of tacked on at the end of your chorus. It's not an entirely separate chorus, right? It's not a chorus two. It's not quite there. You're adding something to the chorus at the end, sort of like a bonus. So a post-chorus, I think, by its nature, will maintain the same sonic energy as the chorus. So your average post-chorus... Whereas a pre-chorus revs up into the chorus, right? So we talked about how a pre-chorus can be like a stepping stone to get to the energy that your chorus has. A post-chorus is usually going to maintain or sometimes even raises the energy even more from the chorus. So a way I like to look at it is it's sort of like an after party, right? So maybe you have a work quarterly meeting or some sort of work thing. Or maybe, you know, you're going to a graduation party or some other party and you're seeing a bunch of your friends you haven't seen in a while. And by the end of the party, when the, when the people hosting the party are trying to kick you out, but you're still having fun with your friends and you haven't seen them in a while, right? And you're like, oh, why don't we go to this restaurant or this bar or wherever you go to hang out or, you know, somebody's house maybe and, and keep this going, right? Because you're still having a good time. You're not that tired yet and you want to keep a good thing going, right? It's been a, it's been a, a good day. It's been a good night, whatever. And... You want to keep it going, right? You're not you're not too tired and you want to go home and you're done seeing these people. You haven't seen them in a while. You want to see a little bit more of them before you call it a night. Um, or maybe just your bedtime isn't for another couple hours. Whatever the reason is, right? You want to keep a good thing going. Um, so you change locations, right? So sort of like the post-chorus thing, right? Like it's a change. It's not just an extended chorus, really. There is a change, it may or may not be the chord progression. It probably is the lyrics. Some post-choruses don't even have lyrics, and most of them are pretty lyric-light regardless, which we'll dive into a little bit more in a bit. But 
you know, there is a change. It is a different section of the song than the chorus. That's why it gets its own name, right? So in a similar way, you're changing location, right? But you are carrying over the, the I don't want to say the hype of the night, but the excitement of the night, right? Because what's been exciting to you so far at that party is the friends or coworkers you've been getting along great with and you're telling good stories and everybody's having a good time. So you're trying to keep that going. You're trying to carry that over. Now you're changing location, but you're largely trying to maintain that riding high, right? Like you're riding high and you want to maintain that. You're not ready to call it a night and, and, and bring the energy down yet. So to me, that is is very much what a post-chorus is. It's trying to extend that excitement of the chorus. This, if this already has been slightly helpful to you and you're on YouTube, be sure to drop a like and subscribe if you want content like this every single week. I have a podcast out every single week. And soon I'm going to start a series uh, that will be YouTube exclusive. So if you're a podcast listener only, this is your time to go subscribe to YouTube. I'm going to start doing song breakdowns. I don't know what I'm going to call them yet. Um, I'm, th I'm thinking through several different like song analysis, um, song breakdown is one term that I thought of. Um, but the idea is it's not a reacts video cause I, those, you don't usually add value, but it will be me listening to a song and sort of pausing and breaking down what I see going on. So it's meant to be like a songwriter's analysis of a song, what works, maybe what could be better about a song. Um, and I won't just pick songs I like, and I won't just pick songs I don't like. So I'm not gonna, you know, just beat up on songs I don't like and how they could, I think they could be better. And I'm not just going to play a bunch of songs that I think are great or flawless or anything. And then tell you like, see, this is what you should do with your music. That's not really the goal. Um, over time, I'm sure we'll develop exactly what it is, but the goal will sort of be to break down a song, think about it from a songwriter mindset and figure out what we can learn from a song. Cause I'm a firm believer that you can learn from everything, right? Like you can learn from a really crappy song, right? Like from, from what it did wrong. You can learn from a really good song from what it did right. Uh, you can learn from different genres of music, right? Like for example, today we're talking about to bring it back post courses and post courses, like I said at the beginning, um, or I think I said that maybe I didn't, but post courses right now are pretty much mostly a pop music thing. It's largely been ignored by other genres so far, but even though you probably aren't a pop musician, uh, I'm certainly not. Um, and, and probably if you follow this, you're not, um, you're more a singer songwriter type or a lead singer of a rock band that's trying to songwrite stuff like that. It's probably more your, your niche, um, but you know, regardless of that, I think there's something that we can always learn from different genres, different artists. Um, so if you're interested in that as well, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you are on podcasts and you've only been a podcast listener so far, definitely a good time to jump over there, but let's get back into the content. So post-chorus. It's kind of like that after party thing. And to me, often a post-chorus is a place that gives you an opportunity to create another hook for your listener to remember. So I think this is a part of why it's so dominant and used so much right now in pop music. Because pop music, without being too disrespectful, pop music is a lot like let's throw hooks at them and make sure like at least one of them will be catchy to them, 
right? And they want to keep throwing hooks at you to make sure, you know, this is catchy and people are bobbing their heads to it. That's their goal, right? They want to keep you listening and they want to keep it catchy. And in theory, I would say the goal of pop music is to be catchy, right? Pop music generally has anywhere from forgettable to really just terrible lyrics. Like it's not, it's very rare that you would see a lyrical masterclass in pop music for at least the last 20 years or so. Um, is definitely the exception, not the rule, which is not to say there are not very popular songs that are have great lyrics. Just in general, that's not the requirement, right? Like as, as I record this, I'm pretty sure the song WAP is still number one, right? And that's, a, it's, I mean, it's garbage in every possible sense of the word. Um, it's artistic garbage, it's lyrical garbage, it's musical, it's just straight garbage. It's moral garbage, the, 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 whole, the whole bit. Um, anyway. Not to hate on pop music. We're not going down that road today, Joseph. We're not. We're not going to do it. I'm going to stop myself, okay? I really am. I'm trying. I'm trying to be better, guys. So anyway, uh, so often if you think about uh, post-courses, which if you do, you're probably thinking of pop music, um, very often they will either have no lyrics and very often right now is at the end of a chorus, it will have like a, a synth little solo, a, a synth hook, right? And there won't be any singing at all, right? There will be sort of this drop, right? This is especially common for like EDM pop music. Um, and I say EDM pop to make the distinction of not all EDM is pop, but it's, it's kind of like rap and pop rap, right? Like there's rap and like legitimate rap, but then there's like pop rap, which is rap that's meant to be played on the radio, Kind of a hazy distinction there, but 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 you know we're we're talking like more chain smokers kind of stuff when I say pop EDM because it's EDM but it's meant for the pop radio and it has like pop singers usually that are singing it and stuff like that. Anyway, not to go too far down that road, but just for the frame of reference, that's what I mean by pop EDM. Uh, don't want to accuse EDM of being pop completely. All you EDM people will come and drop angry comments and. It just won't be fun for anyone involved. So, um, generally speaking, it's very common to have no lyrics at all, and you'll just have that EDM-style synth sound, right? Like, they find a certain synth sound that's, like, nowhere else in the song, and boom, there's your hook for your post-chorus. Uh, a semi-example of this is is Happier by uh, Marshmallow, I think, featuring Bastille. Um at first, at the beginning of the post-chorus, there's just that synth hook. Eventually, he does actually sing lyrics. Um, and, and I would argue, a second thing I'm about to talk about is sometimes that post-chorus is actually the place that you can sort of slip in that main theme, main idea, main concept of your song in that post-chorus, in that simple lyric. So, for example, in, in that... Um, Marshmallow Bastille song, Happier, the I want you to be happier actually is in that post-chorus. It's right after the synth happens and then the post-chorus comes in, the lyrical side of the post-chorus, I should say, because the it starts with the synth. And then that's what leads into the I want you to be happier, I want you to be happier, which also, for the record, yes, it also, the song opens with that post-chorus, which is uh, different and not often done. But... But it still is a post-chorus. That's the place it lies in the rest of the song. So that's that's also another common way to see this, right? Because in theory, 
you're, you're keeping that riding high from the course. You're keeping the sonic energy from the course. So if your chorus didn't quite capture the thematic point of your song, a good other place to do that would be in your post-chorus, right? Because it's sort of a, a tack-on at the end of your chorus. And if you have more lyrics in there, that can be a good time. It's a great place to have another hook, for sure, but it's also a great place to, to add to the lyrical content of your song, which, now that we're here, I believe that this is one of the bigger reasons why other genres so far haven't really adopted the post-chorus, certainly not to the extent that pop music has. I think it's because... Generally speaking, the post-chorus tends to be lyric light. And other genres besides pop tends, I say tends because I'm not saying other genres have better lyrics across the board than pop. I wouldn't say that's true. But the tendency is that a rock artist or a country artist at least cares a little bit more about the lyrical content of the song more than a pop song that's throwing hooks at you and half the time the lyrics don't make sense but nobody gives a rip, right? That's, that's just, it's different. So part of the reason, I think, is in general, especially for you and I, in theory, if you're here, what, you're, you're a songwriter, right? Now, you might be a songwriter for a rock band or a songwriter for a country band, or you might be a solo country artist, or you might be, you know, maybe you're a solo rap artist that cares about lyrics and music or whatever, and, and, and you, you uh, are interested in, in more than just making beats or making raps, but you're interested in the musical side of it as well. Because um, obviously rap is music, in case anything I just said made it sound like it wasn't. It is. Uh, it is different, I will say, and writing it is sort of a, it has different rules uh, in some ways, which we're not going to get into. But, um, you know, regardless of what you are, you're probably somebody who considers themselves a songwriter, right? This is songwriter theory. Um, so generally, as songwriters, we are going to want every section of our song to at least be a part of or add to the story and lyrical content of the song, generally, right? So the idea of having a post-course that's just like adding another hook is less common because we're like, well, okay, but what's... What, what lyrical content is it adding? How is, how is this post-chorus adding something of substance to the song? Besides like, oh, here's another hook. That's fun. Um, so I think that's a part of why it hasn't been adopted yet, um, which I think is also a result of maybe too shallowly thinking through a post-chorus and all of the cool things that post-choruses can get us, which we're going to get into. So... Basically, your chorus functions as the highlight of the song most of the time. This post-chorus allows you to continue that highlight by adding yet another similar highlight because you're riding on the high of the chorus still. So what makes a post-chorus a good post-chorus? A good po post-chorus effectively provides a second highlight to your song and is a natural follow-up to your chorus. So it should be a highlight, right? You don't want a post-chorus to be a disappointment after your chorus. In general, 
as, as far as sonic energy and excitement, a post-chorus should either stay the same as the chorus or be even higher. You don't want a chorus and then a post-chorus that kind of lowers the energy and then the verse lowers it again. You don't generally want to do that, although I am curious what it would, what it, how it could turn out if one did that, but that is traditionally not how a post-chorus is used. Uh, which is not to say that it wouldn't be great, by the way. So go try it and then send me the song if you do that. A song where the chorus has a post-chorus, but the post-chorus is a notable, uh, is noticeably less epic or noticeably less sonically uh, high point, sonically a high point than the chorus. I'd like to see that because I don't think I've ever question mark heard that. Um, and... Thinking of it very simply right now, I would say it, it feels like it wouldn't work, but hey, rules are made to be broken, especially if you understand the fundamentals of the rules. So go do that. Send me send me the song, and I would be happy to listen to that. So effectively provides a second highlight to your song. That's the other part. It really needs to be a high, highlight in the sense that you can't have a high point of your song that isn't also a highlight, right? It's like, you know, that... 80-yard touchdown pass is going to make the highlight reel for a game, right? But that two-yard touchdown run might not, because if if the highlight reel can only be 30 seconds for your game and enough touchdowns are scored, a two-yard touchdown run isn't really that exciting. A pick six is pretty exciting, an 80-yard touchdown pass is, a 40-yard touchdown run is. So your, your, your pre-chorus should be enough of a highlight that it makes your song's highlight reel. Think of it like that. And here's another thing. So there, there can be a line between pre, a post-chorus sorry, and a second chorus or a chorus two. And like a lot of things, the more creative you get in your songwriting, the more lines start to blur between sections. But overall, I would consider it like a post-chorus is not going to be as long as the chorus itself was because it's tacked on to the chorus. So if your chorus is 16 bars, your post-chorus is probably no more than eight and it's probably more like four. If your chorus is eight bars, it's, it probably doesn't have an eight-bar post-chorus as well. That might lean a little bit more towards being a legitimate second chorus. So that's sort of the uh, line there. And then there's also the, it depends how you define a second chorus, right? So in this case, when I say a second chorus, I mean it's a chorus in the sense that it is a repeated part of the song that functions as a highlight of the song, right? So it's not a verse, um, but it probably changes the melody and definitely changes the lyric uh, would be sort of how I would loosely define a second chorus. Um, so as we said before, when we're thinking about this hook in this post-chorus, that can be something that is a lyric or it can be something that is purely instrumental, right? Traditionally, what we hear is a synth come in, but there's nothing stopping you from, from doing a guitar solo, right? There's nothing stopping you from it being a piano hook, right? There's nothing stopping you from doing any, or, or maybe an interesting bass line that comes to the forefront. There's nothing stopping you from any of that. It does just need to have a hook that people can attach to it. It needs to have something memorable, right? Otherwise, it will be disappointing. At some point, we, we do need you know, it's easy to look down on hooks as a pop music thing, but it's not. I, every song needs to have 
hooks in some way or another. I mean, even melodies, vocal melodies are often forms of hooks. The idea of a hook is it's just the main thing that a person hears at that point in the song that keeps their attention. That's really all it is, right? It's like a hook that would catch a fish, right? Not that our listeners are fish. I'm not saying that, obviously. That would also be pretty difficult considering fish are underwater and I don't know how their hearing is and how they would hear music and they also have brains too small to comprehend the idea of music. But anyway, that aside, that's what a hook fundamentally really is, right? Just hooks are uh, emphasized more in pop music. So another example of a pop song that uses a post-chorus would be Charlie Puth's Attention. So there's the chorus, which is the, you know, you, you just, um, what is it? Now I'm blanking on what, it, what the actual lyrics are. Um, but at the end of it, there it becomes this vocal hook. That's just like, what are you doing to me? What are you doing, love? Or what are you doing, ah? It's hard to tell what he's actually saying. And I've seen lyric, lyric sheets that say two different things. And that just repeats over and over. And it's just another hook, right? It's not really adding lyrical substance to the song. It's not really adding anything, any information, right? What are you doing to me? What are you doing, love? Like, he's already covered that you just want attention and you don't actually want to be with me. You just want to make sure that I'm not with somebody else, right? He's already covered that. So what are you doing to me? What are you doing, love like that's not that's not really adding any lyrical content which is doesn't necessarily matter right and in that song i think it works it is another catchy hook as if that song needs more that that whole song is very i know i'm a pop song detractor so so here it is wait for it i'm about to compliment a song that i think is a straight up pop song i really enjoy charlie puth's attention and i think that as far as what pop music should do which is be catchy and interesting because of its catchiness. And even in its lyrics compared to pop lyrics in general is, I mean, they're fine. They're straight up the middle. Like they're, they're solid lyrics. There's nothing bad about the lyrics. There's nothing eye roll worthy about the lyrics. They're solid, right? They're not exactly groundbreaking, but, but they're, you know, not that every song needs to be groundbreaking, but um, they're solid. I really like Charlie Puth's attention there. I said it. You're welcome. Now you can comment below about how I'm a hater. No more. Breaking that, breaking that chain of, of, of pop, music, pop music hate that I, I usually spat out. There you go. Um, just, just to keep things interesting for you. So anyway, um, a post-chorus is always going to be strongly associated with the chorus. It needs to feel like that bonus content at the end of the chorus, not necessarily an entirely new section. So it is a new section, but it's a new section that is inherently connected to the chorus. I, I wrote um, that it's almost like a chorus outro with a hook. So an outro is something we can all relate to, right? So it's sort of the outro of the chorus, not the outro of a song, the outro of the chorus that also has a hook. So should I write a post-chorus for my song? I think that's a hard, hard question to answer, but we're going to try to do it anyway. So on the surface, it might seem like there's never a bad time to add another section of the song that is adding to the... It's maintaining the sonic energy, right? Like if you can have the highlight of your song be 30 seconds or 45 seconds, why would you just hold it to 30 seconds, right? Right. Well, a couple answers to that. One is 
that we've talked before about something fundamental to music is that epicness, intrigue, interest, all of those things are generated by change, not by where you are, right? So it's more about the movement from one place to another than it is the place. It's sort of like if I start a song singing high notes and I just stay singing high notes, they don't feel epic, right? That's why often in pop music, the tendency is a a male pop singer tends to be a tenor. I'd say it's more common in like rock music to have a baritone male vocalist that can sing high notes, but you, but almost always, I can currently think of no male pop singer that I wouldn't consider a tenor or at least a borderline tenor, right? Like Charlie Puth, I would say is a tenor, for example, because I just brought him up. Ed Sheeran is at least a he might he might actually be a baritone, but he's at least a bar, uh, he's at least a high high higher baritone slash lower tenor. Off the top of my head, maybe he's a straight tenor. I haven't really thought it through. but uh, And if anything, Ed Sheeran is like the anti-pop star in some ways because he's more of a song singer-songwriter style that happened to sort of become a pop star. So he's kind of an, an interesting uh, breed, not your prototypical pop star, like a Justin Bieber who would be a tenor, right? Or a, a, what's his name? Grenade person. Bruno Mars, straight tenor. Right? Like he's clear tenor. That's the tendency. So if they just keep singing high notes, right, it doesn't feel like the the note that Bruno Mars would have to hit to feel epic and interesting is going to be higher than a baritone's to begin with. But also it's going to be determined by where he starts in the song, right? If the whole song is high note, high note, high note, it just gets uninteresting. Like, who cares? You have to go somewhere. Everything is context. So if you give the context of like a lower note, and then you hit a high note, that feels epic because of the difference. You can see the difference. It's sort of like you wouldn't appreciate the action in an action movie quite as much if it's constant, right? You need a break in order to appreciate the moments of, of you know, people's heads getting cut off by swords or whatever type of movie you're watching, right? You, you, you can't have, you like, an uninteresting Star Wars movie would be a Star Wars movie where the entire thing is just nonstop lightsaber battles, right? Like you might say, well, lightsaber battles are the best part. And depending on the movie, that might be true. But there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. And a lot of times, right, you might have your chorus properly sized so that it 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 comes in, it's interesting, and but it's time to bring the energy down and go back into a verse, right? Or maybe your song's already above four minutes. You don't really want to make it a five-minute song. You don't want to make it start to drag, which, to be clear, I think five-minute songs, six-minute songs, seven-minute songs can even be done without feeling like they're dragging, but they usually require more stuff, right? Like, the reality is if you try to make a song that's a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, be seven minutes long, something's probably dragging. Now, if you have two bridges... And if you have like a fourth verse or third and fourth verse that you go back to and like you have to do different things to keep it interesting, right? So in a similar way for your post-chorus, it could be something that actually makes your song feel like it drags because maybe it's making the song the song la- longer than it should be or needs to be. 
And then it will become sort of a disappointing post course because it feels like I didn't need more of this course. The course already ran its course. I don't need more of that good thing. I'm ready to go back into that second verse. I'm ready to go into the bridge. So here's another thing to think about. Is your theme or your main idea or main concept clear in the course? Because sometimes the chorus dances around the theme but still doesn't quite hit the theme. But you definitely want your a highlight of your song to hit the theme of the song. There are definitely times that it can be fitting to sort of throw the theme in at the end of like a third verse, right, before you go back into the chorus. And it makes the chorus have an, a new outlook, sort of, because that information that you gave them in verse 3 helped make that the context of that final chorus so different that now you hear it differently. You have new information, much like a twist ending at the end of a movie. And that can be a very valid thing. But generally, you're going to have your main point, your main idea, the main thing you're struggling with, the main takeaway of your song in a highlight of your song which is almost always the chorus. But when you have a post-chorus, it could also be in there. So if you have a chorus that says exactly what you want it to say, you really like what it says, the lyrics are going well, but it feels like you need to make a point of like, okay, but I haven't really drawn attention to the main point. Like the marshmallow example of um, marshmallow featuring Bastille, whatever. I don't. Hopefully I don't have to keep saying that. You know what song I'm talking about, Happier. You know, the I want you to be happier, that doesn't, that's not said anywhere else except in that post-chorus. Again, yes, the intro of the song is also the post-chorus in this case, which is not necessarily a common thing. But ignoring that for a moment, you know, otherwise it would just be at the beginning of the song, which would also be pretty weird. But the main point here is in the post-chorus. And I think that's something that we as songwriters can take away from this. Maybe... Because there are times where the main point just doesn't fit in the chorus. Because sometimes the main point is just, it just the way we wrote the lyric, it, it sort of, not that it's necessarily dancing around the point so much as the chorus says what it needed to say, but it didn't necessarily say what the song needs to overall say. And a post-chorus can be a candidate to have that. Next week, we're going to talk about finales, which as far as I can tell is something that I invented based off of the concept of a finale in the context of a show or a concert. Um, but I think they're awesome. Uh, that is another place that I think we can resolve this problem of having a chorus that doesn't quite get to the heart of what we want to say in our song. Um, but if not, a post-chorus is definitely something uh, a, a section that can be very helpful to, I totally lost what I was saying there. Um, a post-chorus can definitely be a section that can be helpful in accomplishing that goal of, hey, I haven't quite said the main point, even though the chorus does say what I want it to say. Another thing to think about is maybe your song is on the shorter side, right? Or maybe your chorus is on the shorter side and it, it feels like it, it, it comes and goes too quickly, right? So maybe that's, maybe your chorus just needs to be made longer or maybe it's a good place to put a post chorus because maybe your chorus is only 15 seconds and you feel like, ah, oh, it just feels like 
it starts to get to this high point like, oh, interesting chorus, and it goes too quickly into that next verse. But I want to keep that good thing going, sort of like the after party. Post-chorus is the way to go. You can add a new hook. You can add a new, uh, you know, melody, totally different melody, uh, which which allows you to sort of break out of the 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 binding that you're in of like, for example, in a chorus, usually you you have certain syllables, right, that you have to work with in your in your call response call response of your chorus, and now you can break out of those that syllable count, right? Maybe it's seven, five, seven, five. You can break out of that because now you're in a whole different section of the song, a post-chorus, where you have whole new rules, right? It's kind of like the advantage of a bridge. We talked about how a bridge, one of its advantages is that it's the only thing that it's not bound by anything else, right? When you write a second verse, it has the same syllables, probably, if not very close to the same syllables. It has the same melody that you've already done in the first verse, right? Like, it constrains your lyric a lot because the music side of it is already set. So now you have to fit new lyrics to it. And then a chorus needs to be something that that can repeat and make sense to be repeated over and over again. And maybe you change the lyrics, but again, the, the melody and the chords behind it are going to stay the same, much like with verses. A bridge is a complete departure. You can have a totally new melody, totally new lyrics, and, and totally new music, right? Oftentimes, there's even a change to the relative minor key or something else of that nature. So a post-chorus is a similar opportunity, right? You can have a totally different melody. You can have a totally different chord progression even. Um, so utilize that, right? Like every other section of the song, we're going through these, not so you can religiously adhere to like this idea of, say, like I wouldn't tell you to go create a song skeleton, right? Where you're like, hmm, this next song, I'm going to not have a pre-chorus, but I will have a post-chorus. And then you like create the pieces and put them together, right? And, and that can be a valid thing to do. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But the idea of all of these is song sections are only helpful to think about as a songwriter to sort of think about why they exist, what their fundamental jobs are, and what we can take away from them, right? For example, I would argue, this is a little bit getting into what we're going to talk about next week, so be sure to subscribe if you're not already so you get to hear me talk about finales. But my, I'm hesitant to say invention, but whenever I look it up, it, it really feels like it doesn't, the concept doesn't really exist. So... I want to say the thing I came up with, but it feels it feels weird to say that. So the thing that I believe I've come up with in the finale, I was able to think of that because I fundamentally understood what the jobs were of other parts of the song. I understood the importance of what a bridge is accomplishing and how a bridge is very interesting and different because it is a, the only traditional section of a song that happens only once and doesn't repeat itself in any way, unlike verses and choruses, which repeat themselves to differing levels, but they are largely a repetitive, part of the repetitive nature of a song. And then the fundamental job of a chorus, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, you know, if we understand songs at the level of like, well, we have verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, and sometimes we have pre-choruses and post-choruses. Like, that's not, this is not, that doesn't help us understand why those exist and and whether we should use them or not in in different songs, right? Some songs have different needs. Some song, and if you don't understand the fundamental reasons for each of these sections, like you're not going to understand when to use them, when not to use them, why you should use them, why you shouldn't use them. 
and fundamentals are so important and me understanding the fundamentals of 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 the importance of a bridge and a chorus is sort of what led me to an uh, come up with the idea for the finale, which I would consider it's sort of a hybrid of a bridge and a chorus in some ways. We're going to talk about it more next week, so be sure to subscribe. Hit like on this video if you enjoyed it. And hey, if you found this video helpful, something else that you will definitely find helpful is my guide on the six steps checklist to write lyrics. I take you through all six steps to go from a lyrical idea all the way to a lyric you can be proud of. It's six steps. It keeps the six steps fairly simple, explains each one. And I have used this for the past years and it's helped me a ton to be able to crank out more songs, to be able to not be stuck on songs and to have sort of a, a process by which I know that I can trust that I can go from an idea to a great song at the end because I have a process to do that, which is not to say that you should only follow this process. But again, it's helpful to learn rules so that you can adjust them, right? It's like if you understand the fundamentals of money, if you understand the fundamentals of a sport you play, right? The rest is good to know. But if you understand the fundamentals, you're going to be okay. And you, you can intuitively know 90% of that thing because it's intuitive to you because you understand the fundamentals. So this is sort of that. It walks through some of those lyric writing fundamentals via the six steps. I think it's a pretty fundamental place to start. It's not necessarily a traditional place to start because the six steps are my own, of course, but I do think they will be helpful to at least set your baseline standard of these are the steps I'll take songs through. Sometimes I can skip some of these steps, sometimes not, but these will be a good baseline to start with for sure. Feel free to adjust to your own needs and what works for you, of course, but that guide is totally free. Link in the description below. I hope this was helpful to you. As always, I enjoy talking with you. I appreciate that you took the time today to watch this video or that you took the time today to listen via podcast. Next week, we're going to be wrapping up this series by talking about finales. One of my favorite things that I'm super passionate about, partially because, yes, I, as far as I know, made it up myself, but also because I think it does something really, 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 really cool to songs that most songs do not do. Uh, so I'm very excited to talk about that. I will talk to you next week.